You found Kit Kat Chit Chat, where I hide from my kids in various parts of my house for 5, 10, 15, sometimes I make it to 20 minutes. Come join me as we talk about life. All right, so you've started homeschooling, uh, you've got your curriculum picked out, everything is prepared on your end, and you hate it. It's absolutely awful. You feel like you're constantly wrangling kids. You're constantly separating fights. They're constantly bored. What in the world are you doing wrong? Why is this happening? Why did you even start this, right? We all get into that mentality. It happens every single year, um, even for people who have been doing this for multiple years. It's just getting back into that routine. Now, if you homeschool through the entire year and you don't have necessarily a really structured plan for your homeschool, this probably doesn't happen to you and it's a lot different. But for us, we do take some time off during the summer and or if we're leaving on vacation to go somewhere, visiting family, I choose to take those times off instead of traveling with our curriculum because it becomes overwhelming. And there's a lot of things when we are vacationing and out and about that we can focus on and make lessons out of on the fly and on the go where I don't necessarily need that curriculum. So sometimes getting back into that rhythm throws me right back into those days of teaching preschool when the kids were just like off the walls wired because they had just been home and out of their daily sink from being at school. You know, it's just, it's a crazy time. And so that also happens at home and it's very normal and it can be really challenging. But Every once in a while, you will have these wonderful days that I like to refer to as unicorn days. And this isn't going to happen right after any sort of transition. This is not going to happen right after the holiday break. This is not going to happen after you've moved or a big transition of any kind, right? I am just going to give you a little sliver of hope of what it can look like down the line and in the future. And this does not happen often. I have had this strange switch in our house and I'm not really sure if someone said something to them or if they learned something from their co-op. I'm not really like sure what happened. School has never been, you know, tooth and nails, scratching, uh, to get motivated and started in our house. It's always been something that's been fun, but they've never wanted to do it, you know, four days a week and they're not excited about this lesson or my daughter really doesn't like English. So that's kind of like a push for her. And here as of late, her favorite part of the day at the end of the day has been doing lessons with me. And I just, you know, my heart just bursts. I absolutely love that because I mean, this is what I've wanted for so long, and I put a lot of time and effort into what I'm teaching and providing for them, and so it's really wonderful when your kids kind of return that favor and kind of like see you in a way. Like, I see all this hard work that you're doing. Like, I see you doing this for me, and thank you. So it will happen. (laughs) You'll get there eventually. Uh, as a family and so we have days that I like to call unicorn days and then we have days that I like to call rodeo days and the other day we had a unicorn day and I I just love them they're the best days ever so a unicorn day is when I kind of take a step back they're never really planned 
Uh, it just happens naturally. In this case, the entire family had slept in. My kids are both typically early risers, so my son is typically up between 6 and 6.30, and my daughter follows quickly behind that. Uh, they're finally at an age where I feel like I can sleep in a little bit because I do like to stay up late just to have that alone time to recharge myself. So I'll sleep in until about on average until 730 and get our routine started for the day. Get them breakfast, finish with my morning routine. They start their rooms and making their beds and getting ready and brushing their teeth. And then we start our homeschool day. Well, on days like the other day, they woke up and they didn't even turn the TV on, which is fine. And they just kind of started doing all of these independent led activities that carried on throughout the morning. So I was about halfway done with my morning routine. And, and normally around that time, I would start kind of reminding them that they need to start their routine and we need to get ready for school. But I took a step back and I was looking at what was happening and they were doing spelling lessons for each other to do happy birthday cards and thank you cards. They were doing handwriting activity and an art simultaneously because they were making these cards. They then decided to read each other little books. Uh, they ended up trying to figure out how many markers each one of them had in a container and did some math problems, like all of these things that were just coming up. Kind of like when you're in the car and your kid gets this random topic that they decide they need to know all of the answers about right now and they're asking you 500 questions and you're trying to remember everything that you remembered in high school and college about this particular topic. Well, that's kind of what was happening uh, that morning. They were just doing one thing after another, random questions coming up, and they were just doing it on their own. So I decided that I was going to throw out our typical routine for the day, and I was going to get some baking done and some things that I had on my list that was outside of what we were planning to do for homeschool and get ahead on some holiday things. And it was really wonderful and magical to watch. And this carried on. I don't know if it's, you know, the alignment of the of the moon or the nutritional value of the food that they had eaten the day before. This carried on for the entire day. And it made me really smile because I work really hard to set up an independent environment and set boundaries of what my kids can and cannot do by themselves. Because I want to set them up for success and ultimately allow them to be able to do a lot of these things on their own. I mean, that's the biggest tragedy of motherhood is that we're always preparing them to leave us one day and go out into the world. And so I really take that to heart and try and allow them to do a lot of things by themselves. So it's really wonderful when I have days like this with the kids and can see that these things that I have set in place are really working. And they know that on Wednesdays and Sundays, I do laundry and they'll just sometimes, this doesn't happen all the time, okay? This the whole thing is not about how like wonderful my kids and how perfect and seamless this is. This is just to give you hope if you're feeling a little lost in everything and it seems really overwhelming and chaotic that you can get to this phase eventually, okay? And so my kids will, they'll see that the laundry hamper is full with clean laundry and sometimes they'll fold it. Sometimes they'll get into this like rapid fire, we want to help you with chores days and I absolutely love it. So anyways, on this day, 
you know, they were just kind of doing like one thing after another independently, not really needing my help. My daughter decided she wanted to bake cookies. So I got all the stuff out for her and she can pretty much independently bake her own cookies now, except for a little bit of oven stuff here and there. And I, it was just a wonderful day. It was a great unicorn day. So at the end of the day, I was able to kind of think, oh, okay, well, you know, we didn't do our sit down structured curriculum, but what did my kids do? Well, they did a spelling lesson, a math lesson, a writing lesson. They played with sensory bins, so they got that play. My daughter got a baking lesson in. They did some Just Dance videos health videos in there is what I can mark it off as. My daughter practiced her tin whistle. They did multiple art and then they also had their tech time and that in itself, you know, I try really hard to put different learning apps on their fire tablets and different videos and websites that are free to a lot of homeschoolers, uh, that they have access to so that it's not just, you know, mind-numbing scrolling but sometimes we just need that mind-numbing scrolling but it's still teaching them how to use technology and this is a lesson that I kind of learned through taking the kids to the library because we have fire tablets but that's kind of like the only other than Alexa's like the only real high-tech thing that my kids have access to um, I mean we have a switch but they just have to kind of figure out the buttons and a lot of that is a little over their head and so we don't my kids don't really spend time on the computers, right? So when we started taking them to the library and my daughter's like, I don't know how to control this mouse. I don't know how to type. It was kind of a light bulb for me. Like, wow, you know, we need to start incorporating this at home so that they're not left behind because whether you like technology or not, technology is a part of the future. It's always going to be. And if you don't incorporate that into your curriculum and at home stuff and they're not getting any access to it, they're going to be left behind and it's going to be something that's really challenging because already even as a person who got to grow up with technology growing at the rate that it has there's things and certain devices that I get on that seem really overwhelming and I thank goodness for Google because I can Google it and someone has a video or a step out of what to do it can be really frustrating so I want my kids to have that experience with technology and learn how to use it correctly while setting down boundaries and, you know, the responsibility of what comes with and caution of what comes with technology and the internet. So there were just so many lessons that they were able to absorb in that one day with just me kind of backing off and letting them independently lead this at a self-paced way. And it's just, I love days that happen like that. Well, wouldn't you know it, the next day when we woke up to do our normal everyday stuff, it was just chaotic. And I like to call those rodeo days. Now, I these can be attributed to a variety of things, right? We've got a lot of excitement in the air right now the kids are doing their countdown to Christmas we have family coming into town they know that there's some things coming up but they don't know all of the details so it's just really exciting we've been having some troubles with sleeping and going to bed on time because our minds are just so excited about all of the energy in the atmosphere right well the day after this beautiful wonderful unicorn day it was a huge struggle my son's attention was just all over the place and we take a ton of breaks um, on days like this to just get through a math and an English lesson because I want him to still be able to do it and grasp it 
but it can just seem really challenging on days like this. Um, then I get really flustered because I'm, you know, battling two of them. There's one of me. I'm trying to get this done and accomplished and be successful with it. And it can just be really hard. We have a lot of meltdowns on those days, a lot of little brain breaks, me trying to redirect energy. So it's definitely not like you get into this homeschool routine and then everything's just flawless and there's no bumps in the road. That is not the reality of the situation. That's not the reality of us as individuals. And that's not going to be the reality for your kids. Because all we can do is try and like read our kids because we know them best and figure out what they need. But at the end of the day, there's stuff that's going on in their mind that we have no, like we don't know, we don't understand, we can't relate because they are so much younger than us and we can do our best to think back to when we were a kid and think back to these experiences that we had when we were younger and how, you know, we don't want that particular way for our kid, right? But we cannot, we are not capable of remembering what it's like to be four, five, six, seven, eight. Like it's, that's just too far back. We can put ourselves in their shoes as much as we can, but there is a lot that goes on as being a younger kid that is really confusing and challenging or you don't know how to express it, right? So you're not going to just have like this flawless, beautiful, like flaw, flowing every day. It's just not going to happen. It's not the reality of the situation. If anyone is telling you like, oh, they have all of these routines in place and now they never run into any hiccups or any challenges, uh, they're lying. (laughs) Okay. They just are. That's just not the reality of life and different personalities. Every single person in your family is a individual with a different personality and they handle things differently and they react to things differently. So you're going to have those continued challenges. But you have to remember that you are not alone in this and it's not all on you, right? There could be a variety of factors and you just need to be able to read what's going on in your current state with your family and yourself and the kids and figure out what you need to do from there. I knew on that day, just from the beginning, you know, the volume control was just out of this world. We were not listening. We didn't want to get ready for anything. It was just a struggle from the very beginning of the day. So I knew I needed to take my list of expectations for that day and minimize it to the bare minimum. So right away, I knew I was only going to get English and math done. And if the kids wanted to do the other subjects that I had planned for that day, great. I had those things prepared, but I wasn't going to push it. Uh, I have found that trying to push through a normal scheduled day when we have these off days of just not wanting to do it, isn't always necessarily successful. Now, if we've had multiple days like this in a row, I will kind of push forward because I want my kids to realize that even though they're having like an off time in their life, that they don't just get to quit everything and we need to power through and keep doing it, especially when it comes to like a learning concept uh, that we're struggling with, but for the most part, if we're just having a random off day, it has nothing to do with the curriculum and we're just cranky. 
uh, I will just kind of throw out our typical schedule for that day. I will try. Uh, we will try and, you know, do the art or the science or health or whatever we've got planned for that day. But my goal in those days is to do the very, very minimum. And we did. We took a ton of breaks. He didn't want to sound out any words. We are working on blending four and five letter words. Didn't want to do it. He acted like he didn't know any of the sounds, half the letters he kept flip-flopping, and it was extremely frustrating. But we took a lot of breaths, we took a lot of brain breaks, and breaks just in general, and we got through those two lessons. And then the rest of the day continued on the same. This carried on throughout our regular day. It was volume control, listening. It was so much redirection. And at the end of the day, I was just absolutely exhausted. I mean, it was just headbutting and battles for every single thing. Oh, I want this for lunch. I don't want this anymore for lunch. Oh, well, I want a snack. Well, you can't have a snack until you finish, you know, what we've made you that you requested for lunch. Just all of the things, all of the battles, everything. Okay, it's bedtime. I don't want to get ready for bed. I don't want to brush my teeth. It was exhausting. Um, but we are all going to have those days, regardless of if you homeschool or not, we're going to have those days with our kids where they're just completely off and their attitude is just like, whoa, where is this coming from? And you have to be able to navigate that as a parent and each kid is different so it can be really hard the disciplinary actions that we use for my son and techniques that we use are completely different than what we use for my daughter and that has been the biggest challenging thing for my husband and I as parents is realizing that these are two individual people who respond to things completely differently and different techniques are not going to work with the other person it's just not so my whole reasoning for bringing up unicorn and rodeo days is to just show you like one being completely honest and relatable that no one has this completely figured out, right? That's the beauty of homeschooling. We can be able to try different things and figure out if they work, if they don't work. I mean, there's been days where I know we're not going to get anything done and I throw everything out the window, but I try and go back to like that episode of the homeschool 101 and the, you know, the standards that I put down for expectations expectations of what I wanted to accomplish every day and I try and stick with that because if you don't and you throw all structure out the window anytime something gets difficult you're not going to be as productive as you could and then you're going to start freaking out towards the end of the year because there's a bunch of stuff that you didn't get done because you know you decided to take a complete mental health week which if that's needed that's fine but you've got to stay on top of it somewhere and you can't let that overwhelming paralysis of just oh my gosh this is so much this is so chaotic to overpower you. You have to be able to push through that and know that there are better days ahead. You're going to have those unicorn days, but that doesn't mean that every day that week is going to be a unicorn day. You might have a couple rodeo days in there, and then you might just have regular standard days where everything goes great, have a couple bumps in the road, whatever, okay? My hope for you is that it's a really good mix because if you're just having the same flat out days every single day, um, are you and your kids really, you know, progressing? Having a couple of these really hard days 
although it's very mentally challenging, it can mean that your kid is hitting a mental milestone. You know, a lot of parents get really frustrated because, you know, their kid starts lying or really standing up against them in a certain way. And you can handle those things in your own way and your own parenting style. But what people don't realize is a lot of times lying and pushing back on boundaries and talking back to a certain point are development, mentally develop, developmental milestones. And it's a good sign. Like none of us want to sit here and talk about how, oh yeah, you know, my son lies all the time. This is great. This is a great quality to have. No, 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 no. That's not what we're pushing for. But being able to come up with little lies here and there and stories to get themselves out of things is a sign that they are mentally pushing those boundaries and developing at a rate that they should. Same thing with talk back. It's something that we view as negative, but as a mental milestone, it's showing to a certain extent because we know that they can push this, right? But it's showing that your kiddos are comfortable enough with you to be able to push the envelope and see what they can and cannot get away with. And it's a really good sign that they're going to step up and stick up for themselves in other situations in life. Like that is totally something that I want for my kids. And I get so nervous um, when specifically my son because he... Man, oh man, does that kid know how to stick up for himself in any situation, which is a great quality to have. But I get really nervous, you know, sending him to different events, especially when I'm not around to help like monitor or or help in the situation, sending him out into the real world and having, you know, possible feedback come back of, oh, your kid wouldn't do this and we were trying to do this, or he's talking back or saying rude things, it makes me so nervous. But I will tell you what, a lot of people have given me really wonderful compliments about how my kids behave in public and in group settings, and it's been really wonderful. It's wonderful to receive a compliment about your kid in general, right? But it also is like this huge stress reliever, like, okay, I don't have to worry about this nonstop. Like, I can take a breather. I'm it's going to be fine. Uh, We did have one instance here taking him to the Y. His teacher wanted everyone to stretch and Colton didn't want to do it. So he said, no, I'm not going to stretch today. And so she wanted to let me know that he had kind of pushed back on that and it had had a ripple effect on the rest of the class. And then there were like half the students that were stretching and half that weren't because Colton just flat out wasn't going to do it, right? So I had to take this and think about it and I asked him what had happened and he told me he just didn't want to stretch. And so I really struggled because I wanted to like back this teacher up and be like, all right, you know, you have to stretch when the teacher, you have to listen to your teacher. You have to tell, do what she tells you to. But then of course I started going into like this mental spiral of like, oh my gosh, well, I don't want to teach him that he has to listen to every single person in his life. Like what if someone tells him to do something that he really shouldn't be doing? So we kind of explained it in this way to him that if he's in a class and they are participating in a group activity like stretching and the teacher asks him to participate, he needs to participate. 
But if the teacher asks him specifically and only him to do something that he doesn't want to do, he is allowed to say no thank you. So that message has come across really great and I've asked, you know, we've had follow-ups and I've been asking him, like, have you participated, blah, 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 and he has. And then he also is, he just has like a really helpful personality. So when the teacher asks for help with gathering balls and stuff, he will. But if he has an off day where he doesn't, he has permission, as he should, to be able to say, no, I don't want to do that. Now, is that necessarily as a teacher, as someone who just put this activity on and you're like kicking balls around and whatnot, and this kid's like, no, I don't want to help clean the soccer balls up, that can come off as kind of the wrong way. But I am really careful about how I teach my kids, especially when it comes to requests that adults are making. There are, as we know, a lot of people in this world that are crazy, and I try really hard to shelter my kids from that, but I also have to be real in the reality that I have to prepare them in certain ways to be able to stand up for themselves and say no, because whether I like it or not, eventually they are going to learn about the dark side of the world. <laughs> so... um so I'm really mindful about certain lessons that I try and teach them and different situations that come up and how we can handle it, especially as they've gotten older. Um, and I, I plan on doing another like episode of a deep dive into this because I think it's really hard to be a homeschool family, especially, and we do, you know, tend to shelter our kids from a lot. So how do we shelter our kids and expose them to different things in the world? But that's not the core of this episode. The core of this episode is just to remind you that there's going to be really, really, really good good days that are just like, wow, this is exactly what I envisioned. And there's going to be really crazy chaotic days where you just feel like you have no idea what you're doing. But the moral of the story is that you should be having all different types of those days from unicorn days to rodeo days to days that are just right in the middle that maybe have a couple bumps in the road, but are fine. You will get into that routine. You will find your schedule you'll figure it out. But it is going to take time and you can't be afraid to modify what your original homeschool vision looked like to what needs to be your own reality. And that is going to look different for every single family. Uh, every single family has different needs. Every single kid has different needs. So you have to take all of those things and you have to incorporate it and mold it into what fits for you and your family best. And eventually you'll figure that out and you'll get you'll get a good schedule, you'll get it going. So don't lose hope, even if you're in the beginning of that, I don't know why I chose to do this, self-doubt, chaos. It will get better, but you're still going to have those chaotic days and you're still going to have that self-doubt. I know people who have been homeschooling for 10 plus years and they still have been able to talk about how there are days that are just really, really hard and make them question everything. But you've got to just stick with it and go for it and I promise you'll find your rhythm. That's all for today, guys. I better go find my kids. Have a great one and make sure to subscribe so you can keep up to date with Kit Kat Chit Chat.